Welcome to Between Data and Risk podcast. Today, we'll be discussing data strategies. To discuss with us the details of data strategy approaches and the place of data within digital transformation, we'll be talking to Sami Sharma, CEO of DataZoom, a data strategy and analytics consultancy. Stay tuned. If you're a business owner or senior manager, you probably had more than enough about all the wonderful opportunities awaiting you in the era of digitalization. Whether it is big data, cloud, data science, or whatever buzzword is currently trendy. If you would like to hear someone dissecting these claims and showing you what it actually takes to improve business processes, you're in the right place. This is Between Data and Risk, where we discuss real life examples of what works and what doesn't in the world of business operations. Hi, I'm your friendly neighborhood data guy, Dr. Marian Siwiak, and with me is my co-host, Artur Guja, Cognition Shared Solutions Chief Risk and Strategy Officer. Hello. Welcome to this episode of Between Data and Risk. Today, we'll be talking about building and executing data strategies. And we're excited to have with us our guest, Samir Sharma, CEO of DataZoom, Data and Strategy Analytics Consultancy, who agreed to share his experiences with us. Hello, Samir. Hello, and thank you both for having me on today. Uh, thank on you for Between coming. Data and Risk. Yeah, no, it's, it's an absolute pleasure. Good to uh, see you both. We you. are really excited because we talk you know, about data a little, about sure. risk a bit more, and mm -hmm. we realize that both of these can be, let's say, implemented in a, in a company in the framework of a good, well-prepared strategy. We, we had a mm -hmm. couple of episodes on, on, on strategies and every time we learn something, something new. Uh, we had an episode about digital strategy uh, right. not, not so long ago. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to start with asking you, like, what's the relation between digital and data strategy? Like, how, how, yeah. uh, how do they work each other? Where, where should you start? Where should you, you know, mm -hmm. what should mm -hmm. you expect from one and from another? <laughs> it's, a, it's a good question. And, 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 and once again, thank you for having me on today. Uh, it, it's, it's an interesting question because uh, a couple of reasons. One, uh, pure strategy uh, in terms of uh, what you see from a business perspective um, sits right at the top. And I think that's the, the overarching ability for, for us to understand where the business is going to be going, whether that's over a 10-year period, um, what objectives the CEO has, what goals they need to achieve, whether that's revenue, growth, whether that's regulatory, whether that's customer, and so on. Then I always think about you know, a, a set of underpinning strategies. And in my world, it's that the, the, there's a, it, lots of things should happen, but don't happen. If, if it was the utopian viewpoint that I would love to have, I wouldn't have anything called mm -hmm. a digital or a data or a marketing or anything like that. I would have everything embedded into this business strategy, this, this overarching. But we are where we are today in terms of, digital, data, marketing, operations, finance, and so on. So how do they connect? Um, up until about, what, maybe 20 years ago, you know, we weren't even talking about digital strategy, right? We were talking mm -hmm. about CRM. We were talking about ERP. We were talking about all these, these were digital type of approaches. We wanted to... Um, streamline processes. We wanted to implement new ways of working, whether that's ordering through an EDI type interface. Um, in my early days working in the defense industry, that's what we were doing. We were, you know, ordering through a, the, 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 the sort of digital layer, the, 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 uh, the ether, um, which before was all, all done very manually um, and on paper. So that digital sense has always been there, right? It's never, it's never gone away. Yeah. So I think this whole thing about digital strategy and data strategy, um, they must be aligned. Yeah, One is about the digitization or enhancement of a process with a system that will improve the ways of working, collaboration, speed to market, um, supply chain, uh, you know, sorting out supply chain issues and so on by easing the way that people work together along that supply chain. Through those digital mechanisms, what happens? There's an event. 
there's a point in time where something is created. There's a process that fires off something, which is a, a handoff between either a company and another company, or it's between a, a department and one department, or it's between a system and a system. That's all data. Mm-hmm. So for me, the two must be complementary. If we don't mm-hmm. drive um, the two together, then we're, we're going to be basically working in a vacuum. So digital and data have to be married. They have to be married, and they have to be married with themselves, and they have to be the servant to the business strategy or the corporate strategy. That's, that's the way that I see it, because it, they're not the be-all and end-all, right? They're enablers for, for the business to drive mm-hmm. what they need to do over a certain period of time. So for me, that's where they sit. That's why they need to be intertwined. One complements the other, and they must work in this real good rhythm of, of you know, uh, 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 one, you know, what one works through the, the mechanics, the other one picks up that data, the other one says, what do we need to do with that data? How do we drive those objectives? And then they must work in, in sync. Um, so you can never, you know, for one of the first things that, that, that we do when we walk into an organization is, is typically ask for the business strategy or the corporate strategy, whatever people talk about, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, whatever mm-hmm. they've named it, the digital strategy, because there probably is one lurking about. Um, typically, we're there to do the data strategy. So, And then things like an enterprise architecture strategy, because there is that thing about how does the evolution of your systems, your approaches, your governance capabilities, how does that grow with digital and with data? And then we might look at other, you know, they might have a finance transformation, um, which might be sitting separately from digital transformation. So all of those things all have data components. And that's what we always want to have a look at to identify those similarities, to identify the crossovers, to identify where you can start to build, weave, and understand how data is going to help that process, drive that objective, deliver that insight, and so on. So when you are, I, I think I think it's worth pointing out now that uh, you know data strategy uh, because uh, in in a in, in in a very narrow understanding of the concept and and, and way too narrow and I I, I uh, you know if 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 you if you if you start kind of. Uh, <laughs> Uh, shouting me when I say it, I, I actually I want to underline. I completely I, I agree with you. A very narrow understanding of data strategy would be an mm-hmm. IT uh, department saying how we store the data, right? And, yes, uh, absolutely, absolutely correct. And and yeah. a, a good data strategy is, is 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 obviously much bigger. So let's start with with describing who should actually own the data strategy because I think this is this is this will be a nice starting point in defining mm. you know the journey because we you know we've seen in in our in our practice we've we've seen data strategies belonging to the ID department. Unfortunately, yes. that that kind yes. of happens sometimes. Uh, yes. we, we've seen uh, dedicated chief data officers who had a mission in the company uh, shaped one way or another. We've seen uh, a, a chief digital strategy officer owning both mm-hmm. the digital strategy and the data strategy together, which mm-hmm. might work. So what, what do you think is kind of the optimum uh, executive setup where the data strategy should should sit in the organization and how sh- how should it uh, kind of uh, trickle down to to yeah. optimize the mission of it yep uh uh good question um and i'm gonna say two words it depends <laughs> <laughs> and the we reason the re- lots. We the, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. And, and and the reason is i don't think there is any one specific answer now if it, it, it what my experience of working with companies, both large, medium-sized, and some small, is dependent on where they are on that sort of value chain of maturity. Yeah, if it's an organisation which is, yeah, and, and uh, if it's a medium-sized organisation which we work with, you know, a number of them, I would say that, say. 50% of those organizations we work with are probably looking to hire a, uh, somebody who's either at a head of data level or a head of data and analytics 
maybe not a chief mm -hmm. data officer, right? Because that's, you know, there's too many chiefs right now. There's a chief for everything. Yeah. Not, not enough Indians. Yeah, well, there you go. That's why you got me on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you walked into that one, Marion. You'd walked yes. into that one. Yes. <laughs> so uh, you look like you look like a beetroot now. <laughs> I, I, need to, I, I, I need to reduce saturation. Excuse me, Excuse me for a second. So look, I, I, I think. You know, where there's obviously there's obviously the the factor that we need somebody owning this data strategy, like we do with the digital, yeah. And digital actually is normally owned by a CIO or a CTO, or as you said earlier, maybe there's a chief digital officer. I don't see many of those these days. I see, you know, the 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 chief digital officer not being spoken about that much these days, which is interesting because there, it was the rage about five years mm -hmm. ago. In terms of uh, where the data strategy sits in terms of if there isn't a chief data officer, it would sit then with that person who's the head of data and analytics or, or the head of data who would be traditionally in that kind of environment, probably um, either uh, reporting into a COO or a CFO. Mm -hmm. That's where I've seen that happen and that occur. Sometimes one of my clients actually reports into the CEO which is really interesting, doesn't sit on that executive board level, but has the absolute enterprise view of how they are going to deliver data strategy and has got the ear of the CEO and has got the understanding of how it's going to be done and so on. So I think where there isn't a, a chief data officer, then it must be aligned to, I think the really good place is the COO. Um, mm -hmm. I think obviously a CFO is good because they're the people with the money, but they're, they're going to quantify it. They want payback they want roi something that a lot that that you know data um people are, find it difficult to do well yeah but you've got to justify things right you just can't say this data strategy is going to deliver you know something and you don't put a number on it roi and cost benefit needs to be there it, regardless of if, whether it's the coo or the cfo obviously both will have COO wants to deliver, wants to operationalize, wants to get things done, wants to be leaner, wants to get stuff to market quicker, you know, so what wants people to do their jobs more, um, more efficiently. So there's all those drivers, you know, and they need to understand that the data strategy needs to be strategic in its, its view with an operational lens, but essentially must have that attachment to the business strategy and mm -hmm. what the C and I think what the CEO wants to do, and I think that's where the glue kind of sits. So I, I mean, to your point, if there's no chief data officer, if there's no, no chief data and analytics officer, and, you know, they don't want to, to, to impl or, 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 you know, hire somebody in that space, then you're going to get ahead of, or, you know, one of my, one of my clients is the group head of data, for example. You know, so I think it this is for me, but it still needs to have a C-suite enabler, a C-suite sponsor, um, because you can't do it bottom up. You need that top down facilitation. Ab ab mm. Absolutely. It's actually very aligned with, with our approach where we mm. connect, let's say, processes with data and with yes. risk. And, and COO yes. is our natural, let's say, partner in discussion because it's all about operations and the data mm -hmm. is used in the context of processes. Correct. And uh, yeah. of course, CFO is always good to, 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 to have ear off. Uh, mm -hmm. But but the COO is our main partner because the data in my in my experience uh, data which is not used in processes to mainly drive decisions is is just a cost. It's not not an element of a cost center. It's just a cost. It's not uh, a value, yes. right? I yeah. think half per I mean, half, per, half percent of the collected data is ever analyzed mm, statistically mm, and mm. utilized probably even you know a percentage of it. So, Correct. Uh, but it, uh, the the question that that, that uh, it drives me. Uh, too, is okay. So, so we know that we have this head of, head of data, chief data, chief information officer, head mm -hmm. of data connected to CEO, mm -hmm. CFO, or CEO. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. But who should be also involved in the development of the data strategy? You mentioned that the data strategy should be interwined with uh, a digital strategy, with uh, this financial change uh, strategy and business strategy. So, uh, like. If 
I'm a senior manager or CEO and I hired this head of data and now he's mm -hmm. sitting, let's say, in the office next to mine on my mm -hmm. right hand. Uh, mm -hmm. Now, who should he uh, have access to to be able to develop a good data, data strategy? Yeah, uh, all of the executives enterprise-wide. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the first thing. I wouldn't expect them to be sitting uh, in their office um, working on this without working through the realities of the different business functions, mm -hmm. um, but pinning it always back to what the drivers are. So, mm -hmm. you know, let, let, let me give you an example of a, of a, um, uh, of a strategic objective. Many people will, will, con will, will put in front of me a set of strategic objectives. They would say, we want growth, mm -hmm. or we want to increase revenue, or we want to reduce headcount, or we want to increase conversions and marketing. Well, that's great, but there's nothing that tells me by how much, by when, by what percentage. These are the things that are, need to be teased out in order to get a real set of good objectives, okay? Mm -hmm. And those objectives are going to be underpinned by each and every different business function. Every business function will have their own way of helping, supporting, and, and driving those strategic objectives, which the CEO has stated and the board has signed off. So mm -hmm. the particular head of data, chief data officer, whatever it might be, is working with those individual business functions at an executive level to begin with to ask them, in the frame of reference, what does that mean for your part of the organization? How would you be able to influence, say, um, you know, take an easy thing, if, we, if they went to the CMO, for example, the chief marketing officer, and mm -hmm. one, of the, one of the pillars in this particular strategy was we would like to um, increase customer acquisition in mm -hmm. region X by 10% by December 2023. That's a specific thing. So now that person can craft the idea and understanding of the CMO needs to look at current customers, needs to look at current conversions, needs to look at what acquisition uh, models they're building, needs to understand what, what, what that region looks like. Maybe they have to do a similar type of understanding of another region to see what products they have been developed, what products have been bought. This is all data driven, right? This, oh, I'm using that word, which I don't, but this is all data informed. <laughs> um, and so now that, that, that chief data officer or head of data has got a much better understanding of the business questions that they're asking, the decisions they need to make, the actions they need to take in order to drive that acquisition and the target, mm -hmm. you know, over time, not, not you yeah. know, so, so every single function will have a way of being able to uh, deliver on those promises that the CEO has. So starting there, sorry, and I'll, I'll, I'll finish in a moment, starting at that level, then allows you to move further down the chain but once you've got the view of what the executive needs are, then the executive says, now you need to go and speak to so-and-so to go and develop this further and really understand how we're going to operationalize it. So for me, a, a strategy must, must sort of be in both camps. It must be in the strategic view. It must have an operational lens as well. Because when you deliver it, you need to understand people, capabilities, you know, systems, and can we deliver it? It's no good in saying, oh, this is what we're going to do, but... And there's no connection with the operational sphere of, of the business. So I think you've got to have that enterprise view, but with an with a understanding of how you're actually going to achieve that. And I see a lot of strategies that don't have the, 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 the sort of, uh, the, the set, you know, the layer further down of, okay, if we do this, how are we going to achieve it? What are the strategies that we're going to use? And how are we going to actually deliver that in a pragmatic um, and uh, you know, uh, uh, affordable and realistic roadmap. We, yeah. We've seen that, it. That, we, we... Uh, that, that, that the structure that you described, because uh, uh, um, what, what, if I understand correctly, you, uh, you described currently a, a, a very top-down approach yes. of delivering yeah. the data strategy. Uh, Correct. Don't you think that uh, that... That 
obviously it it will work if the CEO has a very clear vision and with the, with the head of data they can they can uh, work out a very clear vision of where the company can deliver the value of data and they they're just passing mm-hmm. that vision onto the onto the teams but mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the a lot of the enterprises that that we've seen they have uh, they start at a place where they're very uh, diverse and um, uh, what's 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 the correct word kind of uh, very 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 non-uniform in the way they 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 store the data in the way they've analyzed mm-hmm. the data mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. in the in the maturity it's it's not like yes. the organization has a, a, a data maturity the different no. parts of the organization are in completely different have different maturities in this, correct yeah in this in this case putting a top-down approach might mm-hmm. kind of result in a in a situation where the more more mature are have to be brought down kind of and almost asked to do things a, a bit again and the mm-hmm. less mature parts need to very quickly uh catch up don't you think a, a a bit more you know asking each one to first catch up to a certain common level bringing it a bit bottom up and uh Asking them how, where, where they see the data going. I know yeah. it risks, uh, no, you no, know, no. a bit of splintering. But uh, sure. what, what, what are your thoughts on this? I, I, I think you're right about that. What, what we don't do is we don't go in and say, right, everybody has to start here. Yeah, that, that, and and you're right. There are going to be some that are going to have better capabilities than others, and what we will tend to work with is get an understanding first because what we don't want to do is to go down into the go down into the dungeons and um start there and say right you know we've got so much complexity here yeah because this area has got seven systems that they use this area has got you know three systems that they use this area has got no systems so we tend to sort of do that as a second factor First, we want to understand vision because we need to connect. Yeah, we need to connect to the business strategy. And this is the point about always connecting to the business strategy. If we don't do that initially, people will go too far below and they, they will struggle to rebuild that back up to the, stra- the, the sort of the strategic point. So we, we would typically start there, understand that vision, the, the, the idea of where everything is happening, because ours is a business-driven data strategy. Yeah. As you said earlier, there are technology data strategies, which I don't agree with, because it should be business informed. <laughs> Once you've got that understanding, then we do things like data capability assessments. And those assessments are done at the second level, because we're now getting into more detail with those operational teams. That operational perspective will give us an understanding of skill sets, capabilities. So the usual thing, people process technology right? Uh, How are people doing things today? What's the cultural view of how they're working? This is a really important factor. Because if you look at most of the uh, surveys that come out now, um, New Vantage Partners, um, uh, Randy Bean, and his crew come out in, you know, over the last 10 years with surveys about uh, data and the executive pool. And you know, from that executive pool, what we're seeing is, and from, you know, those companies, over 100 companies that are, what we're seeing is that while they're investing a huge amount in technology, um, you know, uh, data governance, uh, tools, etc., what they're finding is that the biggest impediment to any kind of data transformation, any even digital, I'm sure, is people, culture, and change management. So this is why we start up at the top. Then we come down to that data capability. And our data capability uh, assessments, people and culture is one of the top things that we do because of those factors. Because we've seen uh, time and time again, many people miss this. So we go through processes, of course. We look at data activities. We look at technology. You know, we look at leadership. We look at all of that. We understand what those different teams are doing. But essentially, they're splintered. They're doing different things at different varying points at different levels of maturity because some are, you know, shadow analytics or shadow BI or whatever it might be because they are frustrated. So it's not about bringing people down to a level, 
back down to where they are. It's about improving them and some will be catching up. You know, some will need to be um, treated uh, in a way that's step, you know, step by step because they don't, they don't understand the value that they can get out of data. Others might because they've accelerated that. They really know, you know, maybe in, I don't know, finance, you know, finance really understands data. They've got to, they've got to drive out their P&L, but they also want to understand efficiencies and so on. So they're using different kinds of data. Maybe some of the operations teams are. So we need to leverage good capability internally. We need to understand where things are working well. Maybe that translation of what's working well can be used in other areas. So it's not about going in and saying, right, let's bust everything down. No one's <laughs> going to do it like this anymore. We need to learn how the, how the organization lives and breathes. Because if there is a, a function that's doing it really well, and they're doing it really well, um, and you can see they're having successes, well, why not translate that and see if that works elsewhere? So what I'm saying is <laughs> there is already a culture and, a way, and ways of working in an organization. What I don't want to do is to go in and say, you must all stop doing that, because that would slow down. That would make them skeptical. It would probably cost more in the, in the long run, and the CEO will be very disappointed. So you've got, so I think that, the, you know, the initial viewpoint is get the vision, understand the strategy, and then speak to the people down below, and then understand how that can be brought up to a certain level, and then drive out um, you know, those inconsistencies to get people to a level. But it takes time. It's not going to be overnight. And that's where there's complexities in organizations because they've, they've in invested so much in many different tools. And sometimes you will have to standardize. And that's just something that the company is going to have to think about. I, I, I would like to ask about, because mm. I, 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 I love what you're saying because this is something that we, we, we do too is... Uh, Focusing on what's really happening on the on the on the business level, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. these uh, data strategies, which are technology oriented, are uh, sometimes very hard to um, to work with. Because mm -hmm. uh, I want to, to, I would like to ask you because this is a trend that we that we see is let's create this self serve analytics oh. environments yeah. and you know the the future will be bright and shiny and pink and fluff and plush uh <clears throat> i just w would like to ask your opinion about creating a data strategy let's get all the data into a big data lake put on it i don't know power bi and yeah boom and let everybody go crazy yes yeah. exactly <laughs> <laughs> all i can say is i would i would close my book and say good luck <laughs> um, look, I, 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 I think data democratization, self-service, those words that have been used and pushed around in our, our industry for a long time have created havoc. I'm not saying that they're not good things, but they have led to um, detrimental things happening. And one of those things which it's caused is the idea of data literacy. So in order for us to be able to give people many different, you know, a, a, you know, like you said, let's just chuck our data into a data lake, put whatever visualization tool on top and let everybody have access to it and, you know, let them run wild. It, you know, from my perspective, there's nothing wrong with that but you need to set it up in a particular way. Yeah? It's, not about being, it's not about the Wild West. We've got to have proper processes in place. We've got to have a fundamental of understanding of not everybody in the organization is going to go and want to play with data. Right? This, is a, this is a common theme that I hear, but we should give it to everybody. But really, does everybody need? Some people just want to have a specific piece of insight. And they need that to drive out a particular decision. Some people will want to absolutely have a little bit more flexibility because their area might be more dynamic. They are looking externally and they're trying to work out what the environment, you know, the, the external factors are. What's the impact from regulation? What's the impact from the environment? What's the impact from, you know, the, the economy and so on? So there might be certain things that they might need. Say, for example, that could be the, 
the strategy office. They will need to have a little bit of you know, dynamic views of that. Not everybody mm -hmm. is going to want to be exploring the data all day, you know, bringing in large data, data sets and, and, and building models. I don't think that's going to happen, right? I think people essentially, there's what people need for their day-to-day, -day, and that could be a piece of insight. It could be data that's delivered to a decisioning system that helps them in their process. And you said it earlier on. I believe that most people in, who, who will create a data strategy don't really understand processes. And therefore, you know, to me, a process delivers the data. It's beautiful because that actually works within that context. I need to know what happens when this piece of data is generated. Does anybody need to know that there's uh, some insight here? There's value. Can we measure it? Can we provide that to that person instantly? Can we help them to make that next decision along that process? So, you know, all of those things are really, really important. That needs to be set up. So I think fundamentally there will always be specific things that business departments, functions, what lines of business, whatever we want to call them, will need, either day-to-day, week-to-week. And they could be delivered through common systems like a visualization tool. Um, some will be delivered through maybe a model, which will go into a, a, a decisioning system. Uh, some may just be, um, you know, some, some don't even need to see, you know, a trend or a specific um, uh, where are we now in terms of last week. So it, it really depends. And that's why I think you, you've got to understand what is the, how does the, how does the business make money? What is the process? by which they do that, and how can we help them to deliver insight when they need it at the right time? So to me, that's mm -hmm. more push. Self-service sounds like it's more, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling a you know, bit of data and I'm trying something, and I'm going to see if it works, and then I bring my bias into it, and I bring my, you know, my confirmation bias and so on. So I think you know, we, we, we should be absolutely delivering some perspective of insight, that is standard, that is uh, what, what's required, uh, you know, all the time. And then there is going to be innovation. There is going to be ad hoc stuff. There is going to be, you know, things that will come up. And there's a place for that. And I think that will need deeper thinking. It will need more resources. It might meet, need different capabilities. But it will always need to be working around that business process or, the, or, or that business, in, you know, that business function, that line of business. It's not someone sitting... In a, in a bunker somewhere working on a model in the dark and they love it because it's great. But actually the business person has no, no idea what they're doing because it actually doesn't add value to them. So I think, you know, I'm not saying democratization isn't great, but it's really fundamentally messed up a lot of the, 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 the organizations that have tried to do that over time, even self-serve. You know, you've got to train people. You've got to get them to understand um, and, and is it the job of every business individual to now suddenly be a data analyst? No, it's not. Absolutely not. Yeah, it's not. And, they uh, need you know, to do their particular job. So, yeah, you know. You, you've mentioned a whole spectrum of, of, of kind of approaches. And yes, uh, uh, probably going into, into any... <laughs> Um, and any extreme, as as with anything, is, is not good. If you have a, a central data science team that works complete isolation of business it it you yeah. know it wastes uh, wastes money not delivering business value if you have business people doing whatever they think they're doing yes. with data it, they're probably you know just again flapping in the dark but a, an interesting concept I, I i've seen in one, one of my previous uh, working places was the, the, the idea of commando teams that they were called yeah. they're very yeah, kind yeah. of uh, yeah, yeah, and, who and, uh, yeah. sit with the business and 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 mm -hmm. deliver under mm -hmm. the direction of the business very quick yeah. kind of analytic solutions, yeah. which then, if yeah. they prove to be useful, they get pushed out into the central. Correct. So there's the yeah, yeah. there's a whole yeah. a whole spectrum of approach. I see Marian making a, 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 the, the, a face I, here. I, I, Go on, Marian. No, no, I, I'm making a mm. face because uh, commando team is good and and nice and dandy. Uh, <laughs> Probably there are uh, there are environments where it works, but you yes. know that uh, as an author of co-author of, of data mesh uh, in action, I believe in constant cooperation between business and and data people. So one of the fundamentals that I believe are important 
you don't need to have a data mesh it, on itself, but mm -hmm. what you should have, you have should have cooperation between business people and data people. And this Correct. is something that I think should be included in every every strategy. And one of the things that, that I love about data mesh is that it puts so much emphasis on it. Because if you have a commander team, they come in, they have limited time to understand your part of the business, then they have limited time to develop some models, which from my data science experience is not always that quick. And then they have limited time to 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 to, to iterate it, and they, they they are running away. If your strategy, if you if you have a big enough company, of course, uh, mm. is that your business function has its own data team, like domain oriented data team. They have time to learn. They have time to digest, understand, test, iterate, yada yada. Uh, so this is my close to my heart. Is like. Uh, let's get these data people from the ivory tower, throw them into the dungeon, and you know if they survive there, then hey, how everybody will profit. Yeah, I, I, and I, I'd I'd like to say that's the optimum approach in terms of how we would work. So here's here's my question: Is a data person and a business person are they two different people? Are they two different entities? Do they work for the same organization? Aren't they just business people? This, I like it. It I like depends it. on the maturity of the data, of, of the but, business but, but people, let, of their data literacy, literacy, right? But, but Marianne just used a really, really interesting thing, which I sometimes say, you know, data people are elevated to a particular position because it's now data. We are the data people. We know what's best. Actually, we're all business people. We, we all collaborate. We all work together. We're all dynamically working together for a purpose. I have Absolutely. seen... And, you know, I have seen where data people aren't working towards a purpose, and we've built various tools for those reasons, so that data analysts and data scientists or, you know, visualization developers can really understand, oh, I see, why am I doing this? What's, why? First, first we, we, we have to answer that question, and then you can build, and then you can do the how and whatever it is, you know. But it's the, it's the why and the what, and then you can go away. If they don't get that, they build and it's going to be it's going to go nowhere i've seen it i've seen it in 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 fortune 500 companies that you know brilliant people building amazing models oh I've, yeah and and they they can chunk the data in unbelievable way, predict the things that are really hard to spot and like mm -hmm. you know, okay what was the business use oh yeah. but look you know this is this parameter and like you know the, the accuracy of the prediction Did well no 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 data yeah. use like yeah, what yeah. is the business the business yes so they, they were absolute ivory tower and uh, when when uh, i asked them why they don't speak to 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 to, to business people uh it was like oh no it's the time consuming you know i need to explain it to them it's like so you just spent what half a year building this model and now you can just flush it yeah. down the door and nobody will notice the difference yeah yeah. So, so, so you're right. And I think, I think this is one of the, the, the falsities that's being perpetuated in, in this term data literacy. And I won't be popular by saying this, right? Um, we can't go around to business people saying they're data illiterate. I don't get that. Absolutely not. Right? No, no, no. It's, we need, this is we need that, to be... If I, if, just, just, just one. Yeah. I yeah, always yeah. say to, to our consultants, be humble. These yeah. people are operating the business. This business is working. And they've they been doing it for so long. Us. It's, it's yeah. fine. Now mm -hmm. you learn how they do it. And if you can improve it using data, the better. Yes. But you're there yeah. first to learn how come that these people who are using Excel spreadsheets, paper notebooks, mm -hmm. they have working mm -hmm. business. Be humble. Mm -hmm. You're a consultant yeah. hired in a company yeah. and they are operating the working business. Sorry. Correct. No, 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 no. I, I agree. So I think there's there's a level of what 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 data teams, you know, need to need to learn is business literacy. They need to understand. You know, one of the things uh, I was on a um, uh, speaking to uh, uh, data analysts for part of the mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's it's an apprenticeship uh, uh, last week, and the organization asked me, would you talk about you know data strategy and so on? I said sure. One of the questions that came up is what, as, a, as, a, as an entry junior data analyst, what do I need to know? I am sure they're probably thinking, do I need to learn R? Do I need to learn Python? Do I need to learn a visualization tool? Do I need to know SQL, et cetera, et cetera, which is 
good, right? Li- linear regression, machine yeah, yeah. learning, yeah, yeah. Yada, 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 yada. But, but you know, learn how, learn how the business works. Learn the processes. Sit with, with the teams and understand, you know, end-to-end what that business does. How, do, mm-hmm. how does the business make money? Is it through products? Is it through services? Is it, you know, what is it that they build in or, and how does that get to market? What, what do they do to serve those customers? Understand those things. And then learn business literacy, learn language, learn the way that they speak, understand how, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, whether it's financial terms or whether it's uh, manufacturing terms or whether it's, you know, operational, whatever that might be, learn it because you need to speak to them like that. They can only, you know, they, you can't speak to them in... Yeah, 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 yeah. But one more thing about the language, mm. and this mm-hmm. is something that we also, especially when when working with data mesh and, mm-hmm. and creating these domains, mm-hmm. if you don't understand this language, you will not be able to check if what happens in the domain next to you is providing you in terms of data. And this is a huge bottleneck, but mm-hmm. you don't have this lack of ubiquitous language. Uh, it's it. It's, it's disastrous. I've seen models built on the data, which was, let's say, the, the, the column name or the variable name was the same, mm-hmm. but the meaning yes. was completely different. Completely and different, yes. Oh, we have yeah, like, yeah. collected, harmonized yeah. this data. I said, no, 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 no. You didn't harmonize yeah. this data. And you didn't it, understand that this yes. timestamp is, a, you know, this is a timestamp of produ- production <laughs> and this is timestamp <laughs> of delivery. And these are completely different timestamps. Yeah, I was same having the same, same conversation. Problem. I was having the same conversation with a client yesterday with the client's team. Exactly the same conversation about how we, we're, we're putting this uh, new operating model in for them. And, and so we're mm-hmm. having the same conversation about, you know, if we get a type of data product request, how do we know? How does the business person know what, where that data is in what column or which table or what the description is? So, you know, these are the things that, as you say, business definitions, you know, that mm-hmm. goes down to that level. How do we define customer? How do we define particular entities? So I, absolutely. But I think if you drive it that way, if you really get to know the business, that's easier because then they're, 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 they're going to they're gonna accept that you are, you are going to create value, but you need to drive it from a business view rather than from a technology view. Don't come there and say, I want to build a data dictionary. Well, that doesn't mean anything what? to them. Yeah. What? I, want, I, I want to, you know, <laughs> if somebody said, I want to have a business terms glossary, okay, what's a, all right, business terms. Yeah, business terms. I understand that. And the glossary, of course I understand because I've read a book. There's always, there's always a glossary. And then you can sit down and understand, you know, what are the definitions? So you're right. Yeah, absolutely. Fourth thing tacked onto the end of that, which is, which is perfect. And, but it's, it is about that language. And I think that's the, that's the important factor of how the, the, the collaboration, how, how, you know, that ease of a conversation, how they will understand. So when you ask that question, do you really mean this? Or, you know, and then you can challenge slightly. But until then, mm-hmm. if you don't know, you're just making assumptions and you're walking away from that conversation with, with one type of thinking. And they're walking out of the room saying, great, I'm going to have what I need. But mm-hmm. they won't and, meet. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's comes back to this culture, right? And the, 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 the culture yes. of, 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 of uh, defining what, you know, and uh, the, the collaboration between the business. And it's funny, I'm, I'm going to use a term that will probably date me a lot, but, you know, many years ago, probably 20 or, or 25 or 30 years ago, when I was watching a program about expert systems, anyone remember? Oh, yes, experts? yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. expert systems. And, and Wonderful. The, the, you know, back, back, yeah. back, back then, even, the, the, the primary, primary uh, thing that I, I still remember as being underlined is that uh, very often when, when expert systems were built, you go to an expert and ask them, why did you do that? Or why did you make a decision? And the, the person says, because, because that's, that's my expert knowledge, right? And yes. uh, it's, 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 again, the data person goes completely wild-eyed because they don't understand, because they, they don't have the data. The expert person thinks they know because that's, they've been doing it for, for God knows how many years, right? So, and again, the cooperation between the data people who know an algorithm, they know the data, they know all the methodologies and the business person who's just just been doing it and, mm-hmm. and they may not think why they're doing it why why they they just been doing it this is this is this is their intuition translating that yeah. intuition. common culture you're right and i think i think there is common culture but but within that common culture 
we have moved on. Uh, I, I mean, in terms of, you know, compute power, Hopefully. processing, <laughs> you know, we have. And, and I think what, what generally, when you talk about expert systems and decision, you know, I still remember, to, you know, looking at decision support systems and calling it that before decision, you know, then decision science and then later data science came, you know, uh, about. Um, but if we actually are able to educate each other on how does this work, you know, be curious and understand you know, and then, sh you know, in, 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 again, in the language that, you know, the data person doesn't need to say, well, I'm going to put it through a, a, I don't know, a JSON file and I'm going to put, a, you know, extract that and put it into, you know, Azure. I'm going to do X, Y, Z and blah, blah, blah. Business person doesn't care. Help them understand <laughs> something and they will help you understand it, but in plain English. You see, so, or whatever language that is available. So I, I think these are the aspects that we have to, we have to help each other. This is not just about the data people saying the business people don't know anything or the business people saying the data people don't know anything. It's more about that collaboration, it's, it's language. And lots of, lots of ways that, you know, to, to help that process, um, uh, just to build up common understanding of, of, of what you want to do, how you want to do it, where you want to head to. Uh, uh, you know, as I said earlier, the tools that we've developed, because we've seen this, We've seen people arguing across tables, you know, about, oh, I don't understand you. Just give me the data and I'll do whatever I want with it. Well, you know. <laughs> I, have a, I have two, two, two questions. One is because mm -hmm. we spoke about, about the need of, of, of the cooperation. Like, can yes. you encode it in the, in the strategy somehow? And how, what's the best way to make it? Because it's something which very often seems like, you know, soft and cultural. Like, does it have place in, in data, data strategy? Like, yeah, people yeah. talk to, to each other. Like, what mm -hmm, is, mm -hmm. is it a policy level? Is it, is it the goal level? How, how, how do you it, practically, because we yeah. try to be practical here. So, What's so, the practical so, way? Yeah, the practical way. So let's be practical. So, so when, when, I, um, when I first started looking and thinking about this, this, this development, how do we get mm -hmm. people to embrace each other in a way that is through a common language? I created something called a data strategy canvas. This mm -hmm. canvas will help articulate those conversations in a way that is from a level playing field. So we all talk about it every day. We talk about, and you see it written in every paper, data is there to support decision-making, but it is never really implemented, okay? It's never really, it's always then about the technology. Data mm -hmm. should be driving decision-making every, on every single document I've read in my entire life. Mm -hmm. But actually the reality is most requirements don't come from a decision point of view. So in 2014, working with a client who had many of these issues, I basically said to that client after coming uh, after being in a meeting where people weren't speaking to each other correctly they weren't almost you know kind of having arguments about what was available we had data people showing uh, uh business people big data models right why would you know lots of boxes with lots of crow crow feet you know mm -hmm. and relationships and blah 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 in the most minuscule, you know, this, this, they, they just exploded their data warehouse and said, this is the data model. A business person is going to look at that and say, I don't care about that, right? So there had to be a different way. I, I thought about it. I said, there has to be a different way. So I went out of that meeting and I said, look, we need to stop this meeting. And I created a decision framework, a decision-based view of how we actually work on a level playing field, which will help us have those practical practical, as you said, conversations. And so if you think about when you, when you have a strategic objective, which, you know, if I go back to that example, I want to uh, increase customer acquisition um, by 2020, you know, it, but by 10% um, in this particular region by, you know, the end of 2023. Okay, we've got something, right? Now, based on that, what decisions do we need to make in order to get to that point? And we, we sort of go backwards. We reverse engineer everything rather than saying, oh, to do that, what data do we need? That doesn't make sense to me because it's not implicit 
in the way that I actually am forming my opinions about what data I will eventually need. Yeah. So most people mm -hmm. will start data up. I start actions and decisions down. Yeah. So if we reverse engineer, we start from that action, decision, business question that derives and gives us enough understanding of what the business needs to do and how they need to operate, what actions they need to take in that, you know, is the action to um, create a model that's going to help me understand uh, the segmentation of these X amount of people in that region and what, you know, can we predict perhaps what products they might um, buy based on this particular region that is very much similar. So lots of things that those actions and the decisions I need to take is where do I invest, you know, in, in, in creating that? Um, what capabilities do I need? Do I need to upskill people in order to do that? Mm -hmm. So it's the, those kind of decisions, but then eventually it must be action oriented, right? But the business questions underneath that is who are my customers? Where are they? What's their lifetime value in that region? How much have they bought from us? You know, um, do they buy other products that might be similar to, you know, to, to what we, you know, all of those types of questions that we're trying to understand, you know, you could be looking at environmental factors in that particular region. You know, you could be looking at the regulation in that, if it's, you know, a particular region which has a, an autonomous government, you might be looking at very different privacy laws, whatever that might be. But you're then asking questions. Now, I always look at it in two ways. There's business questions that are performance related because I want to know what happened yesterday, what happened today, mm -hmm. am I performing well, am I doing the right things, blah, blah, blah. Then there's the things that are the analytic questions, which are gonna be my more predictive views. You know, who is gonna buy my product? How do we know that there's gonna, you know, there, there's, how can we predict churn in that area? And so on and so forth. So these are the kinds of, and, and actually, when you start to talk about it like that, then you've got a, a view of, ah, so you're telling me you're asking that question because you need to get, that decision to that point of that that decision even if you build a decision tree that's great then you need to take those actions wonderful do you know what now i can go and do some discovery on whether we've got that data isn't that a mm -hmm. better way of doing it rather than saying let's just go get the data and work out what we want to do that doesn't make sense to me so now you're the funnel the funnel is is doing that you know rather than starting at the broad view of data you're you're funneling it from that specific top level view and you're getting to the data that you need, the data that you need, the data that you have, or the data that you need to go and get because you don't have it or Absolutely. create because it's coming in a system. So you've it's, already started to deliver value because you're understanding the business. You know what questions they're asking. You might be challenging those because you might be saying, based on my understanding of the business and because I've spent time with the business now and I understand processes, are you sure you're asking the right question? Would it not be like, you know, this, this might be the question. Oh, that's really, so now you start to get a trust-based view because the analyst or the data person is now speaking in the language of the business. So you're instantly getting connections, yeah? Because it's not based on technology or systems or tooling or R or Python or whatever it might be. I'll stop right there, but that's so my- last, No, it, it, mm. it's what, what you're saying is exactly the, 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 the thing that we've been preaching. And we, we add one more component uh, un underneath mm -hmm. this, and this is risk management. Because, uh, you know, so, so, going, yeah, going from yeah. action to the, to the business, it does give you the, the, exactly the, the, the process. But then to enable people to actually go into this freely, you also define yes. what are the, the parameters in which you can operate yes. so that your, your action exactly. based on the decisions is, is within yes. a framework that everyone so, feels comfortable with. So, so, so great point, Arthur, because I haven't, because those are just the first three boxes of the canvas that I've talked about. There's a, 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 a sort of, those are, I, I call them above the line and then below the line are internal factors, yeah? The ways of working, the culture, the processes and so on but external factors, risk areas in the economy, risk areas in government, new policies that have been driven out, environmental factors if I'm an energy company, you know, lots of different things. So those could be the risk factors that you're trying to understand. Yeah. That's below the line because those are things the, that we might need to go and risk ask taxonomy. and define. Yeah. And then there's, you know, I, we talk about monetization, you know, in that framework as well. Doesn't mean I'm selling a, a data set, but it means how do we if eventually, can we monetize some aspects of this? 
is there something that we can do here which is different to what we think do we drive out new business models so it's really interesting the way that you can start to dynamically think about this in a way that one you're right comes from a external or internal risk-based view and put those parameters in but two can we push the you know the envelope here and innovate somewhere because innovation doesn't you can't innovate on everything you know <laughs> we, we spoke. We have an episode on on on, on innovation with uh, mm-hmm. Richard Turin, who is a big uh, promoter of innovation labs. Yeah, and he, yeah. he 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 spoke a lot about structuring the innovation. So it's not like with with self serve uh, uh, analytics. So it's not mm. self serve innovation, mm. but mm-hmm. like creating this 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 safe spaces for yes. for yeah, yeah. Um, let's say defined risk and, 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 and defined defi- mm-hmm. product setup. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this mm-hmm. is, but this is like a completely different topic. I'm, yes, I'm not yeah, sure yeah, yeah. So, no. uh, <laughs> let me let me ask one 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 more question, uh, just to kind yes. of round round it out, because I think there's a very practical thing that we can also mention. You mentioned the mm-hmm. metrics that define the success of the business and how data mm-hmm. can uh, measure those metrics. How would you yes. then define metrics for the success of of the data strategy? If you want yeah. to either go into a company and see if their data strategy is working, or if, if you've done a data strategy and you want yeah. to be measured whether whether what you've yes. done is actually benefiting the company, how would you do yes. that? So we have a measurement uh, tool that goes from strategic objectives all the way down to the so to the level of measuring was that the right decision we took? Was it the right action? Was it the right outcome? Was it the right business question? down to because there's more to that once you've got that angle then you're saying well now we need to go and see where where the data is do we have the right quality do we have the right dimensional data do we have the right you know external data and you can you know you can qualify that you can measure that over the time over time because dependent on the outcome those feedback loops are always going to occur and we it's not about us saying right we built it and We've delivered it. The success is how how did we how how do we get that feedback loop right back to the strategic objective? Mm-hmm. But we also need different feedback loops in the middle of that process. If we don't have that, then we lose a big chunk of of insight. You know, because it could have been the wrong data, it could have been the wrong question. You know, so we're asking, and, was that the right question? You know. And I remember and the, 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 the the feedback loops that you've mentioned. There were, uh, mm-hmm. You posted mm-hmm. an excellent picture of this on, on LinkedIn. Yes, that, and, that, that uh, was the picture. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I will, uh, if you don't mind, I will link the, the picture to, in the description to the episode. Please do. Uh, yeah, because yeah. I, think, yeah. I think it was an excellent illustration of the concept of how, mm-hmm. you, actually, uh, how you actually measure this. Uh, yes. I think I think this was this this was an excellent discussion and a lot of very practical points mentioned here. Uh, a lot of very very good pointers. Uh, if people want to learn more about what the, what DataZoom does and and yeah. about your your ideas, uh, mm-hmm. where what's the best way to 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 reach you? Sure. Um, www.datazoom.com. That's D-A-T-A-Z-U-U-M.com. Uh, you can hit me up on LinkedIn. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a regular poster, as you've seen. Uh, I, I talk a, a lot about data strategy, obviously, data transformation. Um, so you can hit me up on that, connect with me, follow me. Um, you can email me, samir at datazoom.com. That's, that's, yeah, that's good br- enough, I think. Brilliant. And uh, as, as, as I said, I will... I will take some of the posts that you've selected which which particularly kind of hit me as 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 uh, illustrating the, the the points i will add them to the mm. to the link mm. uh, in, in the episode so, much. so anyone who listens to us yeah. will be thank able to thank you for sharing them. i think everybody benefits from it yeah thank you yeah. Uh, and uh, and thank you for sharing the the, the the experience with us i i think it was very good and very practical and as always let's hope it was of use to someone thank you for listening Also, don't miss the next one, where we'll be talking to Mandar Joshi, angel investor and media producer, who will explain to us the concept of integrated incubators and how they benefit startup development. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform or visit bdr.show to find out more about future episodes and guests. You can also check out Cognition.llc for more information on Cognition Shared Solutions, our services and other events hosted by us. For now, it's thank you from myself, Artur Guja, 
and my co-host, your friendly neighborhood data guy, Dr. Maren Siwiak. Thank you and goodbye.